Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals, uh, one of the most watched and listened to podcasts dealing with addiction and recovery, uh, and hopefully providing hope to anyone who is watching or listening. That's our whole goal. Uh, I'm Randall Carlisle, and my co-host is Nicole Slack. Hello, Hello, Nicole. Hello. You put on a hat today because you didn't wash your hair or what? Actually, yeah. See? <laughs> I called, called her out on that. Well, see, I told you this is an honest podcast. And now you're turning red. Yeah, because it's actually true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's usually why women wear hats. Oh, it's I, the I'm sounding best. sexist there. but No, it's so true. Yeah. yeah I did not want to wash my hair. And, well, and our guest is out. Zach, so you're I, not wearing a hat, so you must have washed your hair. I Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wasn't aware I was going to be on a podcast. <laughs> Initially, it wasn't planned, but it worked out. I'm yeah. actually... Zach is, is one of our uh, clients in residential care at Odyssey House. And again, I, I want to point out, this is not a podcast to promote Odyssey House. It's simply to deal with addiction and recovery and it could be you could be from first step or the haven or any place else uh, but you're easier to get to than <laughs> for for us for the podcast since you are an odyssey house what uh, what what is your story you, you I, i'll offer an observation before you're one of the most intense jets <laughs> that i have seen uh, and and i should point out to our audience that jets are sort of an elite group of people who are in our residential program and doing very well. And we have meetings all the time, and we talk about personal stuff that we're going through mm-hmm. or things that you guys are going to do in outreach, and you are just, you're intense a lot of the time. <laughs> Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Um, I would consider myself passionate about what I feel like I'm doing. I put my heart and soul and things into things like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dreamer. I always try to be. I don't know what all that looks like. I just know that this is how I feel. This is like how I want to handle things. Like I want people to know where I'm at with stuff. And um, I feel like I've had my head down for so much of my life that when it when I feel like it's my time, I, I want to project what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And you do so, share, you, 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 uh, you share with the group uh, a lot of the things you're going through. Uh, mm-hmm. which is something which is part of recovery is being able to be honest and talk about your thoughts and everything. I will say though, I was a peer with uh, Zach for a That's minute. A time, yeah. And Nicole is a recovering alcoholic who successfully graduated from Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I was a peer with Zach for a minute. I think it was like a week, right? About two weeks. Two weeks. And as intense as you are, like, it is, you have come a long way, is Thank what you. I will say. I appreciate <laughs> In a very good way, because you still are, you're still you. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, just when I was coming off alcohol and, you know, learning who I am, mm-hmm. uh, I was a more elevated me, I guess, like elevated <laughs> emotions and all those things. And I, you've come so far, and mm-hmm. it's just so nice to see this. So it's like you're channeling it better. Thank you. I appreciate it. So what's your past? What, what, how, what's the background as to how you ended up having or coming to Odyssey? Uh, hmm. Well, you know, 
I didn't, I mean, I, I had, I had my traumas. I had my, you know, issues. My family was, uh, you know, my parents for everything, you know, all the dysfunctions that were there, they did their best. What um, kind of dysfunctions? Um, they, they're like, the marriage wasn't going well for okay. quite a long time. Um, there was a lot of, uh, family discontent that I wasn't really aware of as a kid. Um, I didn't know what my family was fighting about. I, I didn't have any concept of any of that. Um, and I felt like I was kind of just in the middle of it all. Um, my biological mother was very intense. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of shortening any of that right. for my sake. But, uh, you know, we kind of came back together when I was like 15. And um, my, my mom and dad got divorced when I was 13. My mom nearly died having my my half-sister after she remarried and those were kind of crazy years where I stepped up and was kind of like the dad of the house for my little my little sister and I kind of got thrust into responsibility and I didn't really know what that looked like I just growing up I was always picked on I was always you know shut down I was always kind of kicked around and so I stuck my head in the clouds like I I watched uh, comics or sorry I watched like cartoons anime and read comics and drew and played video games and all this stuff and I, I had this romanticized view of like what people are supposed to be like heroes and all that stuff it's what I imprinted off of that's what kept me you know in in good spirits I guess it's what my passion was is like captivating people with stories and I'm very creative I'm very artistic um I just haven't really been able to pursue that the way I'm looking for, but I'm working on it. <laughs> but so I had like this dutiful, heroic complex as a kid. Like I have to do this. I have to step up and be more than I am. I mean, I'm 15, you know, um, that was for crazy years. I was not in a good headspace for a long time. And I didn't know, I mean, how could I know any of that? Um, but I was kind of raising a kid you know, my sister, who is very dear to me to this day. Uh, my family's very, very important to me. My little siblings are, you know what I mean, everything to me. And so we became very close, and I just felt like I was taking on too much. Um, then, then, you know, I had a back injury as a kid that started flaring up as I got older, and I had a lot of stuff. And my mom had degenerative disc disease, and Crohn's and all this medical stuff she got on pain pills um, then I got on pain pills and it kind of turned into some chaos there where you know we're just jumping around from substance to substance and I had no idea what I was falling into at the time um, then my ex-girlfriend kind of came into the fold and I guess she had uh, been on heroin for a number of times before I had again any concept of what any of that was and um, I gained a lot of weight in like post high school and then I really got my stuff together around like 21, 22 and I, I lost weight and I was feeling good about myself and I became a fitness nut um, and all that. So I was kind of in a confidence boosting stage. Um, I also forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> um, but that's kind of where I was like, teetering like I had I was finally putting myself out there and I didn't know 
like really had to hold anything together. I don't know. I was just a mess at that time period. I was trying to do so many things, but um, were you using that or what? No, this was before really any of that. Like I was just normal. Like I guess normal. Normal. I, what quotation? What's fingers. normal? Um, yeah. so, so when you had the back problems and all that, you don't think you were abusing your? Mm-hmm. I really didn't have a chance to. Like, okay. Uh, but uh, during that time period, I guess. Um, my ex-girlfriend had um, started, she was doing heroin and all that stuff, and she introduced my, my biological mother to it. And um, Your ex-girlfriend introduces your mother to heroin? Mm-hmm. And by extension, they introduced me to it. Um, I was working at Costco at the time, and um, I was really just like, my, my pills were gone. Um, they kept like taking them all the time you know what I mean so like I was just kind of hunched over I was kind of on my last legs there and I was so ignorant to the concept of drugs that they had told me that it was a type of weed and I believed it that heroin was I had no idea what I was looking at I was that kid I was I had I was the last person you would ever think would fall into a drug or alcohol addiction to be honest I had no idea what it was wow yeah, I never experimented, never thought about experimenting. I was like, nope, but I'm like, okay, well, weed can't be too bad, right? And So what did you smoke it or I inject it? it? Yeah. Okay. And after that, it was nothing was ever the same again. Like my life spiraled and I've only been dealing with it for like the last 8 years, but I feel like there was a lot more instability and, and mental stuff and emotional stuff that led to it. So um do I think that substance abuse was like, you know, it's a big deal, but a lot of it started way back in the day and I didn't even realize it. And so, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been clean? Oh, this time? Uh, I mean, I've been off hard drugs for a couple of years now, but um, I keep going back to like alcohol and stuff. But about five months since I put it down, the last time and realized I needed to go back to treatment and get it together for real this time. Like I kept trying, but I didn't realize that I hadn't completely surrendered, you know, any idea of using ever again, you know, before I, in the back of my mind, it was always like, I can go back to my prescription Adderall. I can go back to, you know, the occasional Kratom shot at Maverick or something like that. And I held on to those things because it was like, I didn't know how to live hundred percent without anything. And because um, I, I mean, how could I? I mean, it's been pretty emotionally and mentally exhausting and in, uh, unstable for most of my young adulthood, you know, into my 20s. And, and I never, I don't feel like I got a chance to be normal, you know, at all. So how do you define normal? You know, I don't. Because I have no I, idea. <laughs> I don't anymore, uh, actually. Um, I just, I see so many people day to day that had, I guess, what you would call a textbook childhood. And I always envied that, I guess, because I feel like everybody else had it made. Growing up now to where I'm at now, I don't regret really too much. Like, I have my fair share of shames, sure, but... I don't know if I would have liked the person I would have been if it hadn't been for the things and the trials I faced and for the things that happened because I I like who I am today. I like who I'm becoming. And the textbook child 
isn't for me. That's not my life. That's not who I want to be. I don't want to be normal. I want to be more than I am now. I want to be more than, I want to stand out. I, I've lived my life, I felt like repressed and shut down. And then when I fell into addiction, that became my new like label, you know, whether I was labeling myself or other people were labeling me, you know what I mean? Like that's what I felt like I was. And now it's just like, I just want to be a person that is known for accomplishing his goals, doing the most and reaching out to people, you know, doing what he can to help others along the way. Cause life's crazy in and out of addiction. So anything I can Life's do. crazy with or without yeah. addiction. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, what happened to the girlfriend? Hmm? Uh, as of right now, I have no idea. <laughs> I just wondered how long she was around after oh, getting you and your mom Oh, came left. back and forth. I, okay. I mean, at that point, it was just like many um, relationships I had in and out of addiction at that point. It was more just like a, another hook at that point, less of a friend less of a you know what I mean what happened to, did, did mom stay on heroin uh, to the best of my knowledge yeah she to this day um, is I, I feel like she's trying to get out but um, I don't know I I do keep my com my contact with her um, pretty minimal for my sake right now um, I'll always love her um, no matter what but uh She's just not in a spot where she's healthy for me right now. I have a really great connection with my family right now, my my dad's side of the family. Um, and then my half-sister, Abby, we're still super close to this day. But um, She sounds like your favorite. <laughs> she's. I, I don't really like to play favorites, but we definitely bonded in those years where, you know what I mean, it was, I was like the... the the guy figure in her life, the big, you know, she imprinted off of me. We were always together. I was working to help support her and I introduced her to everything she knows and loves. We are very close. Yeah. But I have a number of amazing siblings that absolutely like just blow me away with how amazing they are. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, did you choose to come into Odyssey or were you court ordered? No, I chose. Um, all, I mean, this is my third time through the program. But through I think, Odyssey. Mm -hmm. But this is the, the time I feel like is going to stick. Um, I chose to come every time because while I've been in and out of addiction, I, it was never really my life. Like, I feel like it kind of just, I fell into it, and I've been trying to get out of it ever since. So Why? A lot of people always wonder, I suppose Odyssey people as well, <laughs> the top brass, why why did you why did it not work the first two times but you say it is now? What what's different? Well, you know, I I really wish that I could speak to that. Um I think it was just time and getting to the point where I really am so tired that I was willing to put myself back around if it meant making sure that I, I didn't come out and just do really good for three to six months. You know, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like a switch just finally clicked five months ago. And I was just like, I can't do this again. I will end up in jail again, or I will be dead or I will lose everything that I've ever worked for. And I do have so much to live for. I've got 
everything to accomplish from here. And I just, I don't want to give that up again. It hmm. is, I, I don't know how to describe it. What didn't work is, is that I felt like Odyssey, the, my first round at Odyssey was my first attempt at actually trying at recovery. And I feel like I took a lot from it, but I didn't really break down what I needed to break down. Um, I felt like I put 100% in, but looking back on it now, I was not where I am now. I don't know how else to describe it. I was always trying, you know. <laughs> you know? I mean, everybody's looking for that magic answer. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I, I facilitate a family support group, and, mm-hmm. and they hear from, from our jets, uh, and, and most of them have kids who are still in active addiction, mm-hmm. and they want to know what, okay, because you, you said a switch sort of flip, but, yeah. but you don't know what it was, and nobody can ever identify that. I mean, a lot of people say, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, but, yeah. you know. Uh, well, and then everyone always asks, like, what was your rock bottom, and it's literally different for every human, and yeah. <laughs> You're right. Which one? Like how many times? <laughs> yeah. I, I would have thought any number of rock bottoms would have really sold it for me the last couple of times. <laughs> but I found ways to find rockier bottoms or, you know, like I don't know how else to describe that either. But I haven't heard that word before. That's good. Yeah. Rock, rock bottom or um, rocky. I bottom. always found a way to discover a little bit more misery and shame in what I was doing. Um, so... I mean, I'm just, if I applied that same sort of energy to the opposite, I feel like the sky's the limit right now. Um, Are you nervous to leave the house? Yeah, I am. Um, To, you know, Randall doesn't know this part yet, but I am leaving tomorrow to go to Sober Living and the Voyager program in Odyssey. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, And I'm really excited, but... Tomorrow we'll we'll all applaud for (laughs) you you. at the meeting. (laughs) Um, I am nervous. Uh, It's not that I don't feel like I can't do it, because I absolutely believe I do, but I'm just, I think it's a healthy amount of caution because I have felt this way before. Maybe not this strong, but I've told myself I got this. Like, I'm not afraid. I got, you know what I mean? I think it's a healthy amount of wariness that will keep me vigilant going forward. because, you know, it's easy to say it now, like, I got this now. Until we get back out there and get back into a routine again, I don't really know, but I feel like I'm ready to take the next step and find out, you know. It's so, scary. I it mean, I, when I, I went through two programs, and the first time I, I got out, I thought, okay, I got this. And I was clean for nine months. I was an alcoholic, or I am an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, after nine months, my brain screwed with me. Mm-hmm. Or I let it screw with me, and it said, you know, you could probably have a couple of drinks. And, I did that and too. A lot. at the time, it seemed so reasonable to me. And I had a couple of drinks, and it was like, huh, that didn't do that much. I could have a couple more drinks, and I was off to the races again. <laughs> and it was just, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and controlling your stupid thinking errors that you've had for a long time is really difficult. Mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from with that because I did the same thing too. Like I got out and it would be like Russian roulette is the only way I can describe it because not every time that I convinced myself that it's okay to have a Kratom shot, it's okay to have a beer, it's okay to take one extra Adderall, you know, 
not every single time that I do that, did I just spiral immediately. I would actually be okay sometimes. And then I would try it again, maybe in the, just the slightly wrong mentality. And I'd be like, nope, I need a little more. I need, yeah. I'm not, I, I didn't feel what I needed to feel from it. I'm still way too in my thoughts. And, yeah. and then before I know it, you know, I'm getting kicked out of wherever place I'm at. <laughs> um, having to call my dad from jail and, and I've put my family through absolute hell. My dad, my, my stepmom Santos, who I call my mother, um, and all my little siblings, like, and, I, and I'm finally getting all that back, and it, it just reminds me of, like, everything that I've got going for me. Like, if they're trying this hard for me, I must be worth saving. So I'm trying to hold on to that and really show them and, and myself that I can do it this time because they deserve that, and I feel like I do too. Um, my dad has done, like, so much for me and I've, I've put him through absolute hell and um at the time you're doing it though you don't really think about it do you no i mean i i heard so many people and at the time i was doing it i didn't think about the fact yeah and it's only when you when you when you get sober and you have mm -hmm. some semi long-term recovery that you think back and you think god did i do all that oh god you I, know it's brutal thinking about that but at the same time, I think it's mostly me shaming me about it and not them. They just want to see me do right. all right. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm getting it all back. Little things like, you know, uh, since I've been talking to my dad and my little brother again, I went to breakfast with my dad and little brother uh, three weeks ago. And it was just cool because my little brother told me that he loved me and he, it was happy. he was happy to see me. I'm going to get choked up if I talk about it. But... Um, that's significant. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like he said it before, but I felt like this is one that was just completely unprovoked. Like nobody was like, "Say goodbye," you know what I mean? Like, you I felt probably like, felt more deserving of it too. Yeah. Now, I felt like I'm doing Good right point. by him and doing right by everybody else. So I felt like maybe I was in a spot to actually receive it. Yeah, and it felt like everything that I needed to hear. I mean, since he was born, I feel like. From the time that he was actually able to really think about who I am, I've always just been a complete mess. And he's only ever seen me tripping over myself or in psychosis or drunk or trying to get myself together and being angry at the world and then just trying to chime back in his life. And I want him to know who I really am and know that he's got a brother that's looking out for him. And, you know, <laughs> I got a little nephew, my sister Zoe, she's going through quite a bit too and I'm trying to be what I need to be for me so that if there's any way I can help them go you know guide them toward away from anything I've had to go through you know if anything else learn from my mistakes you know then with, with your intensity you can accomplish anything you want in the world I'm uh, so. and, and abilities so what what do you what do you want to do <sighs> That's tricky. I have a lot of things I want to accomplish, and I'm sure most of them will take my entire life to really get like accomplished the way I want them to. But I'm I fancy myself a writer. Uh, I've been working on a fantasy series since I was 13 years old, and I've uh, put it off for way too long. And I want to write that because I like telling stories. I like creativity. I like inspiring and captivating people like I, I like telling the story I, I'm passionate about that 
and I feel like my experiences will make my characters and, and everything I have to say all the more um, meaningful. And I feel like maybe somebody else that's reading it one day can be like, okay, somebody gets what I'm going through. And if just one person can be inspired or motivated by what I have to say, then it was worth it. Like the way that I imprinted off of my childhood heroes and everything with the stories that people were telling then, like it's what probably saved my life and I want to pass that on. Um, I'm also a big fitness guy. Like I like working out. I like exercising. I used to be 300 pounds. And so if there's anybody that knows what it's like to have to transform themselves from a spot that they're not happy with, I feel like it's me and I can definitely show people the way on how to change themselves for the better, you know? And I feel like I've, you know, if you want to make the transformation, you put in the effort and you get it done and it's possible. If I can do it, other people can do it. So, um, I really just want to inspire and motivate people in all the ways I feel like I'm good at doing it. And that might be a number of different out outlets and avenues, but I feel like I want to get my voice out there, tell my story, help people along the way and help change lives where I can. And yeah. No, you'll so. do it if you want to. It's um, uh, I'm on, on my way, I think. Yeah, so. you are. <laughs> I, Nicole asked a good question I, about you being scared to move. What people don't understand is residential care at Odyssey House is pretty, it's a pretty structured controlling environment. And all of a sudden to leave a structured controlling environment mm -hmm. and have freedom again, but that's mm -hmm. somewhat scary. Yeah, I'm nervous, but I am excited and I'm super happy. <laughs> you know, you're going to stay with Jets, come back and visit and yeah. give back. Yeah. I think I need to. Um, I, think I hope you do. I'm going to. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's why in, in every single recovery program, be it 12-step or anybody's named program, part of, of the program is giving back mm -hmm. because you get out of your own head, and, 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 and that seems to work very well. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, like, I feel like if I can keep myself involved and connected with people that have been through it to understand and and know how to like take in and support what i'm struggling with and, and vice versa it is like giving back to people it is talking and surrounding yourself with people that understand what you're going through because as much as i love my family there's a point where they just don't get how to help me and that's what i feel like i need is to be able to give back to others and have others there that know how to help me when I need it. And, and someone there to call you out when you need to be called out. Exactly. Um, because if you That's don't That's your role, it, Nicole. <laughs> if you don't hear it, you don't, you think everything's okay, but you feel like something's wrong and you can't really pinpoint it. So maybe somebody else can help you too, you know? And it's not always comfortable. It's not always what you want it to look like, but it might be necessary and it might save your life. Um, so I, need to stick with it and stick with jets and keep doing this and I, I do plan to come back to work i think that if i stay involved then maybe i'll find what really you know what i mean like i'd like to think i'm on the right track but i'm still trying to figure out what that looks like i think you are on the right track and you seem to have a lot of 
intense enthusiasm about the future. So yeah. I think you're going to do great. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Uh, I hope maybe, it's hopefully, other people can see or hear something like this and relate. Mm. And then then succeed as well, like you. So thanks very much. Thank you, guys. I yeah. appreciate you. Good to see you again, Nicole, with yeah, the hat. Too. With a hat. Yeah. It's see, a good hat. Maybe I'll wash my hair next time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but then, then you won't get to wear the hat. It's a yeah. hat. So thank you for watching another edition or listening to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. Thank you.